Welcome to episode 56 of the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 55, our guest was Mark Bashirs discussing financial security. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They're approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. Today's episode covers five-star employees. Our guest is Danielle Mulvey, who's based out of Dana Point, California. Danielle Mulvey is a former flight attendant turned entrepreneur who has cracked the code on recruiting and retaining what she refers to as five-star employees. Game-changing, dedicated, hardworking people who make big plays and get real consistent results. Never one to settle for average, Danielle has scaled her several companies to over $50 million in annual revenue while spending less than 10 hours a week overseeing their operations. Danielle's own team of trusted five-star employees provides her with the freedom to spend the rest of her work week guiding other entrepreneurs through podcasting, workshops, and community curating. In addition to running her companies and assisting other entrepreneurs, Danielle is the chief curator of the All-In Company Community, which strategically advises other entrepreneurs on attracting and hiring five-star employees. She's been developing, testing, and sharing these ideas for more than 10 years with a staggering 90% success rate. Danielle attributes its success to her undeniable gift to identify and nurture five-star employees. She knows that in order to succeed, leaders need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and go all in on their employees. Who will reciprocate and go all in on the company? Danielle also authored the book, The Rapid Real Guide to the Five-Star Employee Rating System, and is currently co-collaborating with Wall Street Journal bestselling author Mike Michalowicz on a new book to be released in fall 2023, tentatively titled All In how to get your employees to act like owners. She also hosts the popular show, Profit First Nation, the official podcast for Profit First. Let's welcome Danielle Mulvey. Danielle, welcome to the BCF ORG podcast, the business of business. Hi, Brian. I'm excited to be here today. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Danielle, I'm always interested in people's stories. What's your background in becoming an entrepreneur and the chief curator of the all-in company community? I graduated from Vanderbilt University, and then um, I became a flight attendant. I sort of did my gap year after graduation, and then I got into, um, I did that for about a year, traveled, it was fun, learned some interesting things that I apply in business today, and then I actually started my own advertising and marketing firm in Nashville, Tennessee, when at the ripe old age of 25, so almost 25 years ago. And when I started that business, my hiring strategy was to hire people younger than me, younger than 25, because then they wouldn't know if I was a good leader or a bad leader because they'd never worked for someone before. It worked. It worked for a bit. And then maybe like a year or two into the business, I hired someone that was younger than me, met all those criteria. And, And I woke up one Monday morning and said to myself, can I call in sick to my own company? Because the thought of going in and spending another week with this employee 
I, I, I just, I just didn't want to deal with it. And that was my like drawing a line in the sand that I need to learn how to hire people. I need to understand how to get the right people. So I don't make this kind of hiring mistake again, because my strategy of hiring people younger than me is useless. So it was really kind of at that point. So around 2000 that I got just really nerdy and really into studying how to recruit, hire, and retain like the best of the best. And so back at that time in early 2000, you had Jack Welch still at GE and and GE was big into top grading. So I got into top grading and top grading is great. Um, you know, that's kind of like the ABC player mentality. And, and you're always kind of wanting to make sure that you're top grading and getting rid of the C's in your organization. But over the last 25 years almost, is that, you know, a lot has changed and top grading really hasn't changed or evolved with technology today and and things out there and such. I've just become such a nerd about this and, and have applied this to our businesses. So today my husband and I have several businesses that do over $50 million a year in annual revenue. And I only spend about 10 hours a week overseeing the operations of those businesses because we have five-star employees who can do any and all the jobs better than I can in those organizations. Mike McCallowit, who's a dear friend of mine um, and actually kind of a business partner, you could say now, came to me and because I'm the host of Profit First Nation, sorry to bring that in. But um, in Profit First and Profit First Nation, what we discovered with entrepreneurs is that most businesses with 10 or more employees, a million dollars or more in real revenue, tend to struggle with their profitability because their biggest expense is payroll and their payroll is overinflated with what we refer to as one, two, and three-star employees. You know, when you have too many one, two, and three-star employees in your organization, you're paying double for that labor than if you had one five-star employee because one five-star employee does the work of two or three, one, two, or three-star employees. So with that kind of like happening with Profit First, it was just sort of like, well, how do you do this? Like, how do you have time to do all these other things that you do and host a podcast when you have all these businesses? And I'm like, well, it's because I hire five-star employees. So now we're bringing the five-star employee rating system that I've been using in my organizations and, and collaborating on Mike's next book that'll come out in December, 2023 to teach people how to objectively assess talent. Because unfortunately, most of us have even hiring managers who work in other companies, no one really learns how to hire someone. You might read a book, you might Google some questions. Oh, I've got an interview. Let me Google some questions on what to ask. And you, you're tending to be more subjective in the hiring process. I mean, my dad's been in business for 45 years and he asked myself, and someone from his accounting firm to sit in on um, interviews for a new controller. And there were four candidates. One guy wore a suit and one guy who, the guy who wore a suit was highly qualified, lots of experience. And then one guy was a recent graduate from UCLA, collegiate division one volleyball player, wore a polo shirt and jeans. And guess which one my dad wanted to hire? The polo shirt and jeans person. The polo shirt and jeans. The guy who I, when the guy walked in with a suit, I was like, why even bother interviewing? Because my dad will not, doesn't matter what the guy says. He walked in in a suit and my dad will never hire him. When we got to the review process, of course, you know, we're like, okay, the guy with the suit, his accounting firm, the guy with the suit. And he's like, no, because he wore a suit. 
And it's just like, oh my gosh. So my father is my other inspiration in terms of, you know, if, if how our world <laughs> needs some education on how to recruit, hire, and retain five-star employees. Boy, that's sure the truth, because those of us that have been in in a position of hiring people, it's a learned skill set. It's not something that we know out of the gate. And we certainly, myself, have made my share of mistakes in that path or on that process. So, uh, Danielle, what is a five-star employee? So a um, five-star employee meets the five criteria. First criteria is you want employees who are aligned with your core values. Like as the owner, it's your true core values, not like the group think aspirational values that maybe are hanging on a wall, but it's, but it's really like what is true to you a hundred percent of the time. And so you're going to have three to five of those core values and you need to have clarifying statements. So you can be really clear. It's not just one word. It's defining what you mean by relationships. If that's important to you building relationships, the second criteria are the 11 universal qualities of a five-star employee. So we've identified 11 universal qualities that, you know, no matter the role applies to determining a five-star employee. Some of them are coded green, which means that they're relatively easy to change. So if someone scores lower than what you're looking for, yeah, that's fine. Like you can coach them on that, but now you know where some deficiency is that you need to focus on if you bring them on board. And then two of them are coded red. That means that they're very difficult to change. So if, if there's someone that doesn't score high on the red or meeting your criteria, that's a red flag. And at that point, that candidate is objectively removed from your hiring gauntlet. And then the rest are gray, which means they're relatively able to change, but with some concerted coaching efforts and such. So an example of a green one is learn. So a lot of times people are coming into an industry or an experience. And as entrepreneurs, we tend to like have a thirst for learning and we're running in groups where we're learning things and such, but employees probably haven't had mentors in their life, probably don't know other people in the industry. And so sometimes flipping the switch on learning is just exposing them to things, telling them about podcasts sending them to educational events where they're getting more information about the industry or having book clubs in your organization. The two red flags, so the two things that you've got to really not accept if someone doesn't demonstrate this quality is being limber and listening. And so we're, we, we're imploring business owners right now to not use the word flexible because Flexible is what an employee wants, and their definition of flexible is different than what you need in an employee. You need them to be limber. You need them to be adaptable to change. You need them to just be able to pivot and change course and change direction. And yes, we did it this way yesterday, but today we're going to do it this way, and you're going to be okay with that. That's a limber employee. And then listening. So you want people that are actively listening with all their senses. Someone who, who is not only audibly listening, but they're taking notes, they're observing things, they're, they're being proactive, they're, they're understanding what needs to happen to, to make things going forward because, they, because they're listening and they're really paying attention to things. Then the third criteria in the five-star employee rating system is, are the aptitudes and skills associated with the, with the position? So you're going to define what aptitudes and skills you need and ask questions specific to those and rate the 
candidates on that. The fourth criteria are success metrics. So it's really important that you define the three to five key responsibilities for the role. And then you quantify what success looks like in that role for that responsibility. So for example, we have claims examiners that process long-term care claims. And we are very clear that we need people who will, you know, success means processing at 98% financial accuracy and 95% procedural accuracy, and that you're processing 42 claims a day. So we are very, very specific. So you got to quantify with percentages, with a number, with a dollar, et cetera, those key success metrics of, of what you need that person to do in the role. And then the fifth criteria is return on payroll. So it's really important that when you bring on employees and, and ideally five-star employees, of course, because you're never going to settle for less than five-star now, right? that they are producing a 3x return on payroll. So kind of helps you align with what you need that person to do that if you're paying someone $50,000 a year salary, they're really needing to generate $150,000 of impact on revenue in the company. Well, how do companies go about attracting five-star employees? Well, they're not copying and pasting job postings from other companies, number one. And the other thing is, is it's a numbers game. So a five-star employee represents the top 15% of available talent in the market. So statistically, one out of seven candidates is a five-star employee. So you've got to really like cast a wide, wide net. Posting just on Indeed is not enough. You've got to employ some out-of-the-box recruitment strategies really quickly. A couple of those would be posting a giant, like an oversized, colorful banner with some key information that you're hiring outside of your organization if you have a physical location, doing a press release about hiring, uh, putting a positive spin on, on, on kind of this negative news in the market. When we were opening up an office in Indianapolis, we sent a press release to all the news stations about us bringing jobs that had previously been done by an offshore company. And we were now taking over the contract and bringing these jobs to Indianapolis and uh, sent a press release and we got coverage. And we had applicants that heard about us or had a family member hear about us on the news. So you want to get really creative and and you want to be different. You don't want to just be doing what everyone else is doing. And then you also want an attitude of always recruiting. So we refer to it as the virtual bench. And so you're always kind of like looking for talent. You're looking for people that are demonstrating the qualities of a five-star employee and the aptitudes and skills that you need. And when you have a job open for someone, you could invite them to apply because you've, you've already seen them in action. That means that they're a prime candidate. Everyone wants to be wanted. And so you also, like I said, want to go after people and get in front of people who may not be actively looking for a job and may not be on Indeed. Too many companies are just relying on Indeed to find candidates. And so it's it's about casting as wide of a net and, and employing, I'd say, at least five different out-of-the-box strategies besides just posting on Indeed. We're speaking with Danielle Mulvey, five-star employee recruitment and retention expert. Danielle, we've talked about five-star employees. Uh, How about two-star employees? Will a two-star employee always be a two-star employee? I'm sure you're familiar with Jim Collins, good to great, getting the right people on the bus in the right seat. So sometimes a two-star employee is just 
a good person, but they're in the wrong seat on the bus. They're in the wrong position. They're in the wrong role. I could get a job tomorrow as a bookkeeper. Absolutely. No problem. Someone would hire me as a bookkeeper, but I'm going to be honest. I'd be a two-star bookkeeper because I wouldn't be passionate about the job. I could do the job, but I wouldn't enjoy the job. I'd be okay at it. You know, all these, all these things that would make me a two-star employee but I'm a five-star entrepreneur. It's really kind of making sure things are just in alignment. And, and honestly, the five-star employee rating system helps you make sure that it is an ideal match for the, for the position because most hires are just mishires. It's not hiring a bad person. It's just a mishire that they're not the right person with the right qualities, aptitudes, skills, and expectations for the role. Boy, I couldn't agree more with that. I, feel one of our largest uh, responsibilities as an employer is to hire people for the right position. Because like you said, a lot of people are just solid people. They're just in the wrong spot. And when someone goes for a job, they want to win that job at all costs because no one wants to be rejected. Even if it's the wrong job, like sometimes people think, oh, I can flex. I could do this. I could make this happen. I really need this job or, or whatever. And so it is the responsibility on the owner to really kick the tires on the candidate and make sure that it really is a true fit because people will say anything and they will do anything to not be rejected. And so they, they're going to do everything they can to get the job, which is why you also need to test. So that's why that third criteria, aptitudes and skills, that skills part is actually testing people, not just believing, oh, they say they could do that, but you test them to do that. Danielle, how can people get in contact with you? Actually, I know I went through a lot on this episode. So if they want to get the guide on how the whole five-star employee rating system and how to hire five-star employees, including the 11 qualities, then you can text never settle as one word, never settle to 411321. So text never settle to 411321. Danielle, thank you very much for joining us today on the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. Thanks, Brian. My sincere thanks to Danielle for being our guest. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. In search, type BCF ORG. Be sure to leave a space between BCF and ORG. Feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Danielle, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol is on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In the next episode, 57, our guest will be Bessie Graham discussing financial and personal fulfillment. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You're never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks. Thanks.